Welcome to Catfish Weekly. Along with James Smith, I'm Lyle Stokes. And James, our buddy Shed's making fun of me. Yeah, I don't know I what we're going to do with him. He's um, <laughs> him and Dockery, but now Dockery's kind of slacked up on me. I know he's been busy with stuff, so I guess Shad feels like that he needs to pick up the slack. So it's all good. Just remember when it comes back the other way. Hey, Avid, yeah. welcome to the show. We got a bunch of people in here tonight, James. We're going to have a lot of fun. We got Skip Stewart in here, but I know you got something you want to show us all. Well, yes, sir. Mr. Junior Proctor happened to send me something, and I got it in the mail. And it might have come in the mail Saturday, but it was sitting on my front porch, and we never go out on the front porch. Anyway, this is a set of pioneer boards that Mr. Junior Proctor made for me. Patriot Catfishers of America with my name on the bottom of it, the Flying American Eagle. And, of course, Mr. Blue Dogfish and Junior Proctor on the backside. Guys, they were awesome. Need to, check out, need to check out these boards. Order your set from Junior Proctor. All of them will have the blue foam on them, though. All the foam it will be blue. That's the that's the color of the foam that he has. So just know that. Check them out. Very well made. I oh. like his clips, Lyle. I've never seen no clips like that. Oh, on the yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you bust them loose when you get a fish on. The front one comes loose. They go back. That thing will just float right back to your hook. You don't have to fight it all the way in or none of that stuff. It is a heck of a design. They're very well made. If you buy a set, you're going to love them. If you don't call me up, because I'll be needing another set sooner or later. Them they are go. really, really awesome. So. We got a crowd in here tonight, Lyle. Yes, we do. And it's still building. So welcome, everybody. Uh, we'll go over a couple of these. We got Fen Seeker TV and Creole Catfishing. D is in the house. Muskrat Adventures was the Roger was the first one in the show tonight when I first set it up. Fishing with Pawpaw Ed, Avid, uh, Shad's in here, Ray Smith, Sean Abney, John Patrick the third. Glenn's Catfishing Adventures had a great video out today. Uh, Dieter Melhorn's in the house tonight Fishing with the squirrel Dieter is in the house tonight Sweet, we love it when Dieter's in Maurice Kaysen, Kevin Baxter, Mike Irwin LG Bass In every show going that I've seen In the last, I don't know how long I think I think We converted this guy I mean, I think he's a name yeah. like Large Bass but He's got to be a bass fisher, but he's watching a lot of catfishing shows, and we are extremely proud to have him in here with us. Yes, sir. There's catfish headhunters. One-ton fishing. Man, you talk about some fun shows to watch. They kind of fill the bill for us full-figured guys. They do a heck of a job, enjoy their shows very much. Cozy, how you doing? Sean Abney, Katie Collins, Buckeye Catfishing. I'm sure John Patrick, your floats are in the mail. Stan Smith. Stan's another one who watches everybody's and helps share all the links to everybody's shows and stuff. We appreciate all that. And it's not just me, Stan. We all appreciate that. Chad also does that. And uh, LG Bass does that. There's a bunch of them guys. Uh, Betty does it. They share, and D does it. They share the links to other shows. While some of us are busy, and, and of course we can't. And the hell, they can do it, James, a lot faster than you and me can. You got that right. <laughs> Dieter Melhorn wants to know what that deer scored, Skip. I have no idea. I actually found that one. Oh, I hear you. That's a good shed. It's even better. You saved that You saved that shotgun shell. 
There's another one right there. It's bigger. That's a wide one, yeah. All right. Jason Lamb, welcome. You usually don't find a shed that size. Usually the squirrels and stuff done got a hold of it. Yeah, that's a fact. That's that a thing fact. was it was buried halfway in the mud when I mm. found that and uh, brought it home Look and cleaned it up and stuck it up there. Was it together like that? Yeah. I've never yeah. found one together. I've found the whole nose is gone off of it. it. It was like the whole nose was ate okay. off of it. That's too hell. They saved you all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah I got another one, that wide one. Uh, <laughs> kind of embarrassed to tell you, but I <laughs> I was stalking that one and he was dead. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought for sure I had him. <laughs> really? When I got about, about 50 yards on him, I was like, because I was, you know, using my binoculars, spotting, stalking. And um, I got thinking, I said, man, he hasn't moved. And he's, it doesn't look like he's breathing. <laughs> no. I got up on him and the whole rear end was ate out of him. And uh, I went back over uh, a while, you know, let him kind of start rotting out. And I went back over and got that. And I, I couldn't just leave it lay over there. No, absolutely not. Joe Buck. No. I went down to my old gold mining creek about two years ago, two and a half years ago, and found a nice shed. It was a nice mm -hmm. nine-pointer. Land on the other side of the creek, and I waded through the creek, got over and got it, and it looked like it'd been hit because the rib cage looked like it'd been caved in or something. But it was up in the woods, and the coyotes done cleaned it up. So I was able just to pull the skull right out, brought it home, hung it up in my building. Huh? No, the squirrels found a way to get in there to it, and they ruined that son of a gun. I mean, they ruined it. And I thought, how in the world are they getting in my building? And there must have been a rat hole down there next to the bottom of the floor. And I don't know if the squirrel was looking for a place to have little ones or whatever. And he gnawed that hole out bigger. And it was behind one of my pumps. And I'd never seen the hole. And that rascal gnawed and gnawed and gnawed. And I'd come in the building and never look at it. Because I had it hanging up drying to bleach it out. And anyway, it's ruined. It's got one side still good. The other side just gnawed all the pieces. It'll be days like that. Yep. But, so, Skip, yeah, I'm glad you joined us tonight, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good to be here. Now, you was telling us before the show you live over in Ohio? Yep. Chillicothe, Ohio. Chillicothe, Ohio. And, and your main body of water that you fish is? High River. The Ohio River. Now, are you real yeah. close to the Ohio River or are you real closer to the lakes? About, a, about an hour away. Um you know, we got Paint Creek. It's about a half an hour. Uh, Rocky Fork Lake. Uh, Doc used to fish it a lot. Um, Doc loved to catch some big channel cat out of there. Yeah, it's about 45 minutes. Now, we do have a little river here, side of the river. Um, and I've caught about a 25-pound flat out of there before. And, uh, and it seems like the blues are starting to move up in there. I caught about a nine-pound blue. And... Um, other people's been catching them. There's a uh, thing on Facebook. It's called Scioto River Fishing Reports, and and they've been popping up everywhere. And for years, I you know I never even thought any blues were in there. Um, you think that they're migrating up through there? Do you think that the fishermen's actually starting to stock them in there themselves? I think they're you know they the Scioto dumps into the 
Ohio. So right. I think they're just making their way up, but we're, you know, we're a good ways up from it. Um, now, you know, people catch them all the time down around uh, like Cider County that dumps, that's where it dumps in at. Right. Uh, but, you know, just in the last couple of years, I've been hearing them, hear of them catching them here. And at first I, I really thought that people were just getting them mixed up with channels, you know, and, uh, and after seeing some pictures and then catching them myself, uh, and my son's caught some too, you know, they're definitely, definitely up here. That gun blue catfish, he'll travel a long way. So y'all might start seeing some bigger ones get up in them waters. <laughs> now, are are those fish that you're showing pictures of that we posted up uh, doing our promo, did them come from the Ohio River? Now, the one that the flathead that you had on, on this one, mm -hmm. he came from uh, Hoover Reservoir. Okay. That's about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh <clears throat> right up past Columbus, Ohio, mm -hmm. to the right of Columbus a little bit. That is a nice, uh, really clean lake. It's actually a nine point nine lake, and I don't have a nine point nine. I just use my trolling motor. Um, Doc turned me on to using a generator, and it'll keep your batteries full charge. It's amazing. Yep, I got I got a little uh, generator from Harbor Freight, and compared uh, to a kicker motor. And, and no more than I go there, you know. Right. That's all I needed. And I didn't really need the weight of a kicker motor on my boat, so. Right, right. I, uh, I've i had both. Um, I've never run batteries down on a trolling motor. I've got close a number of times, but I never run them down to where they wouldn't do what I needed them to do. But uh, even my 24-volt, it would always do okay. Uh, but the 36 volts, I've run them all day. And Doc been in the boat with me when we run them hard all day. And and people, I don't know how people run them down because I mean we would nonstop run that thing and never run them down on big boats. Uh, I know what happens, but if I ever did one time, just once, I'd have a generator in the boat too. Uh, you know, you you can't you can't take a chance. If you're a tournament fisher, you man, you can't take a chance on running that down when you're in the area that you're supposed to be catching fish. You just you just can't. Cost is what, what happened to me up there. It was my second time up there, and I never even thought about the wind. The wind, I mean, it, it just howls down that thing, mm -hmm. and it got up to 15, 17 mile an hour that day, and my batteries went out, and. Uh, tried drifting back to the ramp and I, it, it was, but it was blowing me away from it too. And I had no choice, but to drop the big motor. And when I got in there, the Ranger was waiting on me The or they have like their own uh, police there. Um, the city of Columbus gets their water from Hoover reservoir. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very clean lake, very, and they're very strict. And he pretty much made it clear to me that if it happened again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going without a ticket. You know, yeah. he took all my information, and uh, I believe he was going to pass it on to his buddies. <laughs> I, I'm, I, you know, it's a good thing that he believed you once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the I story. was just, I was honest with him. I just said, you know, I tried because uh, even when I drifted, just that little bit of time, I got a little bit of battery back. And started making my way toward the ramp, and it 
then they died out again. And uh, see, I have the Altera. So I think is what it does when them batteries get so low, it automatically shuts off so that you can still stow it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that automatic stow and uh, deploy. So it, it makes sure that there's enough battery in there to stow it. Cool. If it uh, if it doesn't stow itself, it's it's a job to get it. You have to take part of it apart to be able to manually stow it. Yeah, well, most do, people yeah. don't realize that any motor it's probably got a safety device to keep from getting below certain amperage, amperage, because a motor actually can burn up with too low amperage as worse than it can with too high amperage. So you start pulling way low like that, it can really fry some stuff inside the motor. So I'm sure it's got a safety thing with that also. Uh, now, what kind of batteries you going with, Lyle? I go with uh, the the ones that I just bought this year was Duracells. I heard those are really good. Well, I hope they are. Um, the ones that I got on my old boat, they fit up underneath the console, and that's what's caused my uh shoulder issue so i really hope they last forever is what i'm going to be going through here in a month or so the batteries i'm putting on this new pontoon i'm redoing i'm going with that gum golf cart batteries the trojan golf cart batteries they are designed to run all day long with a couple 600-pound men riding around full of coolers and everything else up and down golf places. Why not? Yeah. That's what Don't they're designed you. for, for heavy loads. use some kind of big batteries that he got where he worked or something from somebody, and uh, he had real good success with them. I have used everything from Walmart batteries, and I think, I think Dieter had told me one time, he actually did, but yeah. I have used uh, everything from Walmart batteries to interstates, uh, except the new stuff that they've just come out with in the last couple of years, uh, the real high dollar stuff. I never, that stuff wasn't on the market whenever I was in the market for buying batteries. And when I got a chance to buy these Duracells, they had a good warranty on them. And, uh, you know, 100 bucks for a battery for the size of these are. They weigh right at 100 pounds a piece. So uh, we're going to see how they work. Yeah, they heavy. That's for that gun. Yeah, they are. Uh, Terry says he likes them Optimax. I, I would like to try one of them, but they're for – Man, that's a lot of money for a battery. It's hard to make me push that thing up there. And one of the reasons is batteries don't have the warranty they used to have. No. You know, if you get one that's a year old, a year warranty or, or two years, um, a lot of batteries don't have that. You know, anything over a year, a lot of them don't. And, and I'm extremely disappointed in the fact that I've had two or three sets of them that would be like a month out. And they wouldn't even talk to you about doing anything. And uh, that's extremely disappointing to me to pay the kind of money they want for them. And then, uh, you know, they'd be a month out of warranty and you're done. See, now, what are your, your, is your trolling motor 12 volt skip? No, it's a 24. 24. Yeah. Put your four or six volts on there and you'll run that circuit for a week. <laughs> I'm thinking about, you know, I just went with the interstate. Uh, we have an interstate 
uh, store nearby here. And, you know, I got the blemished ones uh, at a good deal. And well, they have a tour wrapper on them or something. Uh, Did they have a tour wrapper on them or something? Usually there's not much wrong with a blemish. No, wrapper. no. It's just like some nicks in the yeah. uh, plastic, you know, it was just yep. something real simple. And, uh, you know, but I might go with a, a little better name brand next time, you know, I to see it, just to see it. if it makes a difference. Yeah, one of the things that always worked for me with interstates is when we was in business, um, that was one of the brands that we carried. So I always had them on hand. Yeah. Now to get back to those fish, all those blue cats, uh, they all come from the high river. I've caught three forty pluses this year. I caught one in January, one in April, and one last month, two forty fours, and then my new personal best last month was a forty six. That's awesome. Um and then those other flatheads I sent you, they came out of the Canal River, uh there by Point Pleasant which dumps into, that's actually in West Virginia that the canal dumps into Ohio um, there. And uh, yeah, we, uh, I've had a phenomenal year on, on the catfishing. That's for sure. It's, you know, it's been awesome. I'm hooked on winter fishing. I mean, <laughs> I, I've got more fish in the winter and the early spring than, than I ever have. You know. Okay, are you catching those in shallow or deep water? Uh both. Really? Both. Okay. Um, the the first 44 I caught it let's see it would normally be what we would call I, you call shallow water like 30 feet. <laughs> you know, we call shallow water 10, 10 to 20 feet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's water yeah right you're there. talking about 3 foot of water. Yeah, <laughs> I got a message from from Betty about going up to we 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 planning this trip for any of you that don't know. We're planning on a get together and a big fishing excursion uh, in Wisconsin on Lake Mendota and Cherokee next year. And Betty sent me a message last night for uh, some information on that. And and I think that it's going to be probably the third week of May. That's usually about the time they go on spawn up there. But that's the shallowest water that I ever fished and the deepest part of Cherokee Lake that I found when we was up there was eight foot. And most of what we was fishing was two and three, maybe four foot of water. But that, that 29 pound uh, channel cat that I caught up there was in less than two foot of water. And he come up with black, whatever it is in the bottom of that lake all over. And he was throwing it with his head and dancing on his tail. And, uh, for you that's interested in a great channel cap trip, you need to check out the new Facebook page that we started, Lake Mendota and Cherokee. We're going to be going up there next year. We're going to have a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Jerry, the guy who like pronounced his last name, oh, it is. Uh, he lives up there. He'll be helping us get stuff set up. The last time we was up there, which was several years ago, there was a bunch of people at camp, and they stayed at a. They have a camping area at a park up there, and Jerry would come over and fix some of the greatest meals that you ever ate in your life uh, every day. Now, whether he does that again or not, we'll have to see. Uh, but he's a great cook, and and they get together and they'd bring the bait in two and three hundred bluegills at a time to split up amongst all of us that traveled a long ways and. It is an absolute ball if you want to catch some monster 
channel cat that's the best place i know of to do it be sure to check out our page and if you can't find it let me know and i'll get you a link to it but it'll be happening in may of next year man that'd be a blast a little bit too far for this country board to travel well that's what i thought till i went up there and i can't wait to get back i've been 10 years or so getting back to be quite honest right but It'd be we'll one of the things I'd have to hop on a plane to fly up there and just hook a cab and come to well, you. Yeah, there you go. And thank you, Betty. Betty just posted up a link to that. Uh, so cool. you have that Facebook page, so you can go check it out. But uh, like I, I had said before, we fished four days up there and never caught a channel cat under 14 pounds in four days. So that'll give you something to drool about. <laughs> <laughs> Junior, we're going to try to get down there this spring if we can, and if we do, we're going to we're going to stay a few days and and try to see a bunch of people while we're there and hit a bunch of different lakes. So we'll we'll see how that works out. I try to plan it every year, and seems like something always pops up. But uh, we'll get over this shoulder deal and see how that works out, and try to make it out there for James's uh, tournament this spring and and uh, probably a week or so. Yeah, that'd be fun. You had to come down too, Skip. I'd like to. It's probably a little closer for you. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad, really. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. That lake, that lake, seven lake hours. probably be turning on right there. Seven hours, I think. Yep. So look about equipment that you use, Skip. Well, I use, uh, I got some tangling with catfish rods. I've got uh, big cat fever rods. I've got muddy river catfish rods um i you know they're all good rods uh all good rods but i'm starting to really favor those big cat fever rods uh, i don't know it's just a different feel uh more of a feel i guess um they're a little 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 bit more limber i guess uh, it seems like but man they can handle the fish and they're fun. They're it. It just makes it a little funner to me. Uh, I use 40, 40 pound big game, uh, trilene big game, for my main line. And now I do use that eighty pound slime line leader line. Mm -hmm. You know they they make it. Uh, I was using the fifty pound Berkeley for leader line, but down there at the river, it was just getting so chewed up. You know, and I, I lost lost a couple fish, you know, right at the boat, and I felt like that's what it was. I made the switch over to that 80-pound. So far, knock on wood, I haven't lost any any fish yet now, uh, that I've gotten hooked. I have to ask you, are you using the regular monofilament line, or did you get a hold of some of their leader material line? The leader. Okay. The, I'm not a line leader. It's a sign line leader. Okay, I've not got a hold of that yet. I'm anxious to try some of it to see if it's as good as and I'm sure that it is. Is there other products? But uh, I haven't I haven't had a chance to, to try any of that yet. Uh, but yeah, I I, I really I, like it. Really, like does, it. does it tie knots easy? That's one of it the does. now that you know they make a fifty, an eighty, and a hundred. The hundred to me just seemed too stiff. Mm -hmm. uh, for like knots, yeah. it seemed like it would be too stiff for knots, but the 80 does really good. I, I love it. 
Yeah, that's I like 80 pound because, well, if you're fishing for big fish, you got what you need. And if you're not fishing for big fish and you get in trees, rocks, whatever's down there because you don't know, yeah. a little more abrasion resistance. And I like that. Um, but it needs to be it needs to be able to tie knots. And so many of the lines, just regular monofilament line is hard to make a knot do what it's supposed to do when you're using it for leaders. And that's some of the things that most companies that make leader material specific stuff, uh, that's one of their selling points. And I just, I was curious to ask, because if that's what it was, I wanted to know. And I'm sure our viewers do too. Yeah, I've heard some people having to take out 100 pound stuff and actually use the crimping tool and crimp that stuff instead of trying to tie it. Well, I'm not saying that's all wrong, but I don't want to have to do it. You know what no. I mean? No, I mean, because, because it seems like if it's too stiff, when you try to tie your hook, it'd want to keep backing off. Well, I'm worried. Yeah. I know Doc uses his crimper a lot. Jerry uh, uh, Ishcomer uses one. There's several other guys that use them. Um, I probably, uh, I keep threatening to do it. I have never done it yet, but if I get to the, to the point where my hands don't let me tie a knot that I am comfortable with, that will be what I go to hundred percent. But you still need to snail that, that circle hook, right? Exactly. And that's what grandkids are for. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that snailing ain't too bad if you got it. You know, if you tie them up, you got your little platform. It's got something a rod on it. You just stick that hook over that rod. It makes it a lot easier to pull that rascal tight. It's both. on uh, reels. I'm a Abu man. Uh, there you go. I, Hell yeah! I've got several of those catfish specials. I really love those. Uh, they discontinued the collar that I had, so I can't get those no more unless yeah, I, I get them. Now everybody's jacking the price up on them. So, well, oh, I yeah. think that's kind of going along with everything else that people are selling these days. The price just keeps going up. I I love my Abus, and I am a um, I really like the ones with line counters on them. I don't have to have that, but it sure makes it easier when you're drifting or bumping or something, and you want to get back to the about the same area you was at. Uh, yeah. The line counters work really well, but I uh, and and I've got tons of them, but different sizes. But I really like the sixty five hundreds and the sixty sixes. So you do like the 66? I've heard people having problems out of the 66s. I haven't ever had any problems with the ones that we use. I've got, I don't know how many that's brand new in the box and never been out yet. So right. they may have problems with them, but I haven't run into it yet. Cool. Okay. Good to know. The ones that we use, we haven't had any trouble with. Right. Well, Skip, do you prefer to drift, drag, anchor? I love it all. There you go. <laughs> I, and I've learned most of this. Besides anchoring, uh, you know, I, I've, I've learned most of this within the last year. And it, it's like every time, you know, we try something else and it works, is it's just a blast. I, um, you know, the drifting, when them rods just start going down, touching the water, I mean, it's just, it's so exciting, you know, whether it's a, a little one or a big one. Um, and then the same with dragging, you know, I just been really getting into the dragging, uh, mainly up there at that Hoover Reservoir. And that is a blast, too, especially on a planer board. You know, when you're, you set out to do something and then you start catching the fish, it, it's just 
it's awesome. I just love it. Um, never finished the equipment, the hooks. I use uh, the team catfish, which I'm pretty well convinced that they are Diachi's. Um, the Diachi D85, I believe, the same one Chris Sauter uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had several people tell me, and I actually even held one up uh, last week, I believe it was. Uh, someone had a Diachi. I had the team catfish. They look identical. Um, I really like those. And I also use the tackling with cats. It's a little bigger, a little wider gap. Like if I'm using bigger bait, I, I do like to use those sometimes. Uh, both hooks um, are, are awesome. You know, they, they both, for me anyway, they've been performing really good. As long as you're getting a hookup ratio that you, you're looking for, then, I mean, you're always going to have days of short strikes and stuff like that. But as long as you're getting the hookup ratios that you want, then I don't care what the name is on the pack. That's right. I, I got something here I was wanting to show you guys. David James, wants James to I, I kind of got this from you. David um, Funk wants to know what your biggest Hoover Blue is. Biggest Hoover Blue is only 17 pounds. Okay. He's definitely got it. Dave Funk has caught. You cannot serious. let him have that. You should. He have. has caught some serious fish out of Hoover Reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like four or three sixty some pound flatheads. Oh man! And I'm not even sure about his blues. He's got some nice blues out of there too. What a, what a he guy! Walled his head up. <laughs> <laughs> Show us what you got there, buddy. Okay, uh, I started out. Um, James had mentioned like when you do a double hook rig, yep. you put a float at the top of it, right? Yep. Sometimes, like a, yep. Yeah. So it got me thinking. You know, we was going to Sandusky Bay for channel cats, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then at Hoover, you know, you're we're only allowed to use two rods in a high. At Sandusky Bay, we can use three. Um, but in most of Ohio, we can only use two rods. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, when you fish the Ohio river and you're using multiple rods, you get kind of used to that. So I'm trying to figure out how I can get more baits out there. So more hooks, more hooks. We are allowed, we are allowed three hooks per line. There you go. I came up with this here. I don't know if you can see it or not. Okay. I've got a hook right here. Yep. Bobber and a dropper hook, another bobber, dropper hook, and my swivel. So my weight's down here. Yep. Got three hooks in the water column. And it's always standing upright. It's always standing up, whether I'm dragging or anchored. And you would not believe, especially up here at Sandusky Bay, them channel cats, how many I caught on that middle and top hook. I think I might have caught I might have caught one on that bottom hook. All of them hit that middle or top hook, and they actually they was hitting it so much I caught like half of my fish up there. the The middle bobber ended up busting off, so I just had the one one bobber, and they were still tearing it up. <laughs> Put your demon dragon on it. Well, I I had demon dragon up there too. But this here, I don't know. It was really working for me, and I'm going to stick like with it. Rig. Yeah. 
And I wish there would somebody come out with a four or a five-inch peg float. All these three, three and a halves to me just ain't quite enough. I agree. That's why I put two. That was my thought. The two, um, I actually even practiced in my pool. I put some weight on each hook, simulating bait. Right. And the one bobber, it was kind of slagging, you know. It wasn't standing straight up. So when I put the second bobber on, then it stood straight up. Well, see, your bait is almost buoyant. That's where a lot of people ask me about my bobbers. How much bait can I throw? Well, you can throw a 10-pound piece of bait as long as you ain't throwing a 10-pound piece of lead. (laughs) Your bait's almost buoyant. I mean, you take a one-pound piece of bait, once it's in the water, it may be weigh an ounce. So it ain't the size of the bait. It's the size of the lead that's going to put the pull on your bobber or on your floats. So, you know, actually, if you got some pretty buoyant bait, it's going to help that rig stay upright. I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. That, I got tired of losing my rigs. That's one reason I went to a bobber on that rascal. Because I got to noticing the rig was sitting like this in the water. So this bottom hook was going to grab something. And if it's limmy, that top hook was going to grab it too. And tying in two and three hook rigs is aggravating. So I said, let me throw it out, leave a little bit of slack in my line. And that thing was standing straight up. I said, there we go. That's what you do. Put a gun float on that rascal. That's right. I appreciate you mentioning that you paid attention to what I had to say about it, man. Always do. Always do. Hey, I've Uh, got something to mention. And before we get, we'll go on with what we got going with Skip. But Kevin Lakin, for those of you don't know, has got the first annual Golden Whisker Award show coming up. We're going to try to get Kevin on the show with us to do a uh, set to talk about this. But if Kevin or someone would post links to the fan nomination uh, forms and uh, all the links to that. This is going to be a great deal for a lot of people to get recognition they may or may not ever get before. And you can nominate your favorite YouTube channels, your favorite people that's in the videos. There's all, there's 20 different categories. And I think that this is something that will be a lot of fun. And if, if – uh, if you guys can get that posted up, go over there and fill out those forms. It's going to be a lot of important. There's no money involved. It's it's a fan-based deal to where people that watch YouTube videos can vote on the people that they enjoy watching the most. No, Dieter Melhorn. <laughs> yeah, he's already in here. <laughs> I, I had I've already got Dieter down on my list, so it doesn't matter. I just want to give him a little grief. Dieter would get some for me. Yeah, when he comes in chat though, Lyle, me and you get a break, don't we? That's exactly right. <laughs> that is hundred percent correct. That's hundred percent correct. Now now Skip, do you have your own boat that you fish out of? Yes, I do. I have a tracker uh pro guide one sixty five. It's got a one fifteen on it. Um, you know, it's a little smaller boat. It's, it's really about 17 feet. Um, but it's wider. It's wider than, uh, than like their 16 that they have, you know, it's, it's, uh, trying to think of what it is at the bottom. Anyway, it's a wider platform. 
and uh, it's a nice little boat. You know, it's got the full windshield, and uh, I've had it at Lake Erie, um, all over the High River, uh, all kinds of lakes, and I really love it. It's cheap on gas. I mean, I can run sometimes three times down at the river before I have to fill up again. It's just got a 25 gallon tank, you know, and oh, that's, it that's only do about, take. Uh, it only does about 35, but Hey, usually I just cruise at about 30 anyway, you know? Well, you know, our boat doesn't run, but about 34, 35 and we, and we run it. We, uh, if you keep a boat, I don't care what boat it is. If you keep it around 3,500, 4,000 RPMs, you'll save half the amount of fuel that you would run if you run them wide open. You just will. And right now, it's not so bad with gas prices, but I remember, and I know you guys do too, it hasn't been that far back when gas was around five bucks a gallon, and we was all throttling them babies back. <laughs> 20 mile an hour. <laughs> Keith from Fishing and Stuff is in here. Welcome, Keith. My buddy David Martin's in here too, right under Keith. He, uh, I don't know if you've been on the fish too, Lob. What's that? Oh, David Martin was on my show last week. Oh, He's yeah. been on some fish too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, I really enjoyed David, you and your show last last Wednesday night. It was awesome. David was a great guest and him sitting out there and getting to catch a fish. In, Dieter Melhorn's got the best saying of all. Any fish yeah. caught live is a great fish. I agree with that 100%. He caught a fish on there and a, and a really good guest. I was glad you had him on there. Enjoyed that show a whole lot. He's an old fisherman. He's uh he's fished at Lake Wally like me and Dieter and Jeff Manny way before it ever had any blues or flatheads in it. Wasn't nothing but channels. So he's seen the progression where I had took a break and went gold mining. They didn't. They just kept right on fishing and seen the progression of the lake. So uh, it it was fun talking with another another person that is on that lake fishing a little bit different style than Jeff, a little bit different style than Dieter, but yeah, still getting it done. Is there somebody like that around you, Skip, that you rely on to help get you to where you are today, fishing the waters that you do? Yeah, that would have to be Roger. Roger, the man, I mean, he has helped me out tremendous. And uh, he, uh, we met on uh, a chat. Uh, I believe it was Chris Sauter's. It could have been Catfish Weekly, but I think it was Chris's. Um, I seen where he posted he lived in Frankfurt, Ohio, and that's like right. 15 minutes from me. And I'm like, you know, I said, wow, man, I need to talk to this guy, you know, because he's, he's talking about fishing down at the High River. And I was really intimidated by the High River, you know. First time me and my son went down there, it was so foggy. You could not see nothing. I pulled out of the, the marina there and we just sat because, you know, we, we knew there was barges. We didn't know what they looked like or anything. We didn't know nothing. <laughs> so we had to wait till about nine o'clock for that fog to lift. And, um, you know, we picked up, we just been, I have to give it to him for really getting me back into fishing because I had, went full blown hunting and shooting. I, I reload a lot and I did <laughs> two years ago. I got my boat and I, I can't seem to get out of it, <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, he, 
he, he kind of got me back into fishing and he was watching Steve Douglas and drifting and stuff. And we tried that and we picked up some, you know, some small ones and, um, it just kind of, kind of took off from there. And I actually found catfish weekly on a podcast and, and I, I learned a lot from those first shows you guys done. I, w- I went back to the very beginning when Chuck and uh, I can't remember the other guys' names, Paul, Paul and, uh, and Chuck, I think there's another. Chris. Yeah. Chris, and man, those first shows you guys had where you talked about gear and bait, and, yeah, that helped me a lot. Uh, and I would listen to those when I was mowing at work. Um, I used to work at a condominium complex and uh, I would just put in the earphones and listen to those while I was working. And I'd listen to some of, especially those gear and bait and techniques that you guys were doing, you know, s- several times. I just listened to them over and over. Cause I, it seemed like every time I'd, I'd catch something else and I'd probably still uh, something I'd forgot, you know, that if I'd listen to them, but, uh, those shows, one of the things with four of us in there, it was hard to do because in those days, nobody had the internet service that we have these days to make the shows come off smooth as they do and the programs. But all four of us would have a different idea. That's it. And yeah. Work it against each other and make a make a pretty good show out of it. And see, Lyle, look right there in front of you. Skip. The podcast does work. Oh, it does work. Yeah, yeah no problems getting people to switch over to the to the new podcast hosting company, but but they're they're migrating over. But yeah, we get a lot of people listen to our podcast. Yeah, I, I didn't even know you. I didn't even know you guys were on YouTube at that time. I was just listening to you on because uh, I, I got you know the iPhone has an iPod uh, app already mm-hmm. in it, mm-hmm. and I just happened to find you guys and and uh, just started listening to it. Anyway, I met Roger and, uh, you know, we just started talking. He's like, sure, you know, you come with me. And, you know, I got to go out on the old muskrat with him. And uh, we just started hitting that river. We kind of started clicking and, um, you know, we just started putting fish in the boat. And, and we've been having a blast, you know, and uh, when we stay, and now he goes out on my boat too. And, you know, when his boat was down, uh tried to get him out as much as I could. And uh, of course we had that COVID thing going on. Everybody was freaking out there for a while. And- yeah. Yeah. I do need to interrupt you here for just one minute, Skip. <laughs> Dieter Melhorn has posted to the one ton catfish crew that he's working out a $20 million brand deal with Jello. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I can't. I, I got to get the guy. We have tried the chicken and it works. I'm telling you, it works, especially like up there at Hoover Reservoir. And uh, when we was at Sandusky, the channels were eating it up. And we just use a plain chicken. I'm pretty sure that Dieter's deal with Jello will be a product sponsorship and they'll give him all the Jello that he can mix up in a, in a pan. <laughs> To dump chicken into that twenty million, Dieter. You're not going to get that. No. Me, me and Roger are going to Hoover in the morning. We're we're going in the morning, and I made up some Jello and chicken. Dieter, when he come out with that, honest to God, folks, 
when Dieter started fishing with that jello, I thought it was a joke. I messaged him. We yeah. talked on the phone once in a while. And the next thing you know, every time he goes out, he's not just catching fish. He's catching lots of fish. Yeah. You know, so uh, I've known Dieter for a long time. And I trust me, if Dieter says he's catching fish on Jello, he's catching fish on Jello. It's it, it's not something that he just made up. He's really doing it. And Kevin yeah. is another one. Kevin went out with four or five different kinds in a video some time ago. Yeah. And the one that we thought would ne never catch a catfish is the one I think he caught the most on. Yeah, the lemon. The lemon, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was the green. And the grape, the grape didn't catch anything. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Chad had a fit because he said everybody loves grape. <laughs> well, in the carp world, grape works great. Catching carp, great bait. Yeah. Uh, now you know, old Mike Mac Byram up on Lake Norman is the one that started the chicken thing many years ago, but he does his with garlic. But we're what a lot of people are messing up is that they'll soak that chicken in garlic all night where Mac won't put that chicken in the garlic till he get ready to head to the water. They said it makes it too strong with that garlic in it all the time. He said you just needed to have a twang to it for it to do that. Also uh, need to give a, give a shout out to Zach Murray. Zach Murray has taught me some things too down there on the high river. He's a good buddy of mine. Uh, it's really funny. We, we go to church together, and we never even knew. As a matter of fact, he's, I believe he was watching Catfish Weekly and seeing me commenting. And he's like, well, I wonder if that's a skip through to go to church. <laughs> so the next time he came to church, he asked me about it, and now we've been fishing quite a bit. So. Zach is actually in chat tonight, and he says the chicken works. <laughs> he does. Hey, he's done. he has had days where – he had skipjack and shad, and they weren't biting on it, and they bit on the chicken. Thrifting, thrifting. Well, I, you know, we have a new guy that that we talk about about every week. Creole catfishing him and his his yep. son and his wife, and they fish with a lot of chicken, and they catch a lot of fish. Now, do do everybody that uses chicken catch giant fish? I don't think so. But we got a tournament coming up. Starts this weekend. There'll be five teams on Saturday, five teams on Sunday, and the next weekend it'll be five teams on Saturday and five teams on Sunday. It's called the Couple YouTube Channel. It's I believe there's going to be some chicken flying. <laughs> I, I guarantee it, man. Because it's not about catching poundage or the biggest fish. Yeah, that's right. Most fish you put in your boat in a in a period of time, and I think it's from eight till two. And it'll all be live, so there'll be at least 20 teams in this and, and each day, Saturday, Sunday this weekend, and Saturday, Sunday next weekend, you'll be able to watch these guys live on YouTube. Chad, if you have a link for that, or, or Betty may have just put it up. I think she did. And you can watch these on YouTube, and, and all of these teams will be live fishing against each other, but... There'll be five teams on Saturday, five on Sunday, and the next weekend it'll be five and five. And and James, did you find you a partner? Or are you still using the blow up doll? That's a surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a surprise. 
It <laughs> might be a surprise we don't want to be over on the third. <laughs> Do me what? And team Wampus, me and Team Wampus Cat will be fishing the third. The third. So yours, what, Sunday? Yeah, I guess whatever the third is. I don't know. I don't I have to do club and tie our boats together and, and put rods out all the way around the, the daggum boats and put the channels in the boat. <laughs> hey, you know what? It doesn't matter if they're three inches, four inches, six inches long. Uh, numbers. is This is a numbers tournament. And, and to be quite honest, Cindy and I will be in the last day. I have never fished a numbers tournament. It's always been about poundage for us. So yep. everything that we know to do as a general rule would be thrown out the door. But come on. It's going to be me and Chad and three or four guys, Sonny Parker, uh, I think uh, Betty and her husband. But we got we got an ace in a hole. The last thing you want to do in this tournament is finish last. And we're saving that spot for James Dockery. I mean, <laughs> If James doesn't catch any and I catch one, I still beat him. Now, if I catch 25 and he catches 26, that, that ain't going to fly. <laughs> you, you just don't want to be last. And we're reserving that for my buddy James. I mean, uh, not that I want to see him finish last. I just want to see him finish behind Cindy and I. <laughs> that makes because you can bet. If he beats you, oh. you'll never hear the end of it. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to leave the country. I, I'll be like Rosie O'Donnell. If Donald Trump gets elected again, I'm going to leave again. Well, she never left the first time. I probably wouldn't either, but you'd, I'd probably have to think about it. Oh, Lord. Hey, it's all in fun. And it uh, is. I like I like the idea of this. And, uh, so. Yeah, there's no money involved. So if, if people that want to get in tournaments for money, there's there's no money. It's about bragging rights and be able to get on old Dockery and get on him a little bit. And believe you me, if I finish ahead of him, and I do plan on doing that, that I will be on in the middle of him. But he is a good friend of mine, and he understands. And I understand that if him and Katie get ahead of us, that I'm going to have to listen to it, and I'm ready to take those chances. Now, y'all two fishing at the same time, you and Dockery? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be a show to watch, everybody. Well, that should be a good one, but there's going to be a lot of other ones, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, too bad we ain't there ain't a way to bring the channels into one channel, you know? Well, I don't know how Chad's going to do that. That's all on him, and I think he's trying to get it through StreamYards. I'm not really sure. Uh, we probably ought to... Ought to had him on uh, a couple of days, a couple of shows ago, and to tell us how he plans on doing all that. But maybe, maybe he'll do that Thursday night when he goes live. That that would be awesome too. I might just give him a call and see if he wants to do it Wednesday night too. There you uh, go. Just to work it up, go ahead and get it worked up two nights in a row. So if people miss him on Thursday night and catch him on Wednesday night, if they miss him Wednesday night and catch it on Thursday night, yeah. if they got questions or whatever. That's that's for sure. Skip, if you got your chance choice to go anywhere in the world and fish for any kind any of fish, what would it be? Wow, for any kind of fish? Any kind of fish. Hmm. I've always wanted to catch a really big tarpon. Really? Yeah. Yeah, just the way they come up out of the water. 
Yeah. That just that looks like it'd be a blast. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it would be. I'm sure line, stripping line, and they get to dancing around. They're pretty cool looking. Um, I, I I like to watch those guys catch them. The problem I see with them is all them sharks end up eating a lot of them. I wouldn't like that. No, Uh, but that that's part of fishing where they catch those fish at Boca Raton and places like that. But uh, yeah, those uh, those would be a blast, and they get really really big. So yeah. I, I didn't know that uh, – I never thought about you being a tarpon kind of guy, but, hey, if that's what well, it is, that's what it is. I, I like chasing after him, but, you know, if yeah. I had if I had the opportunity, I'd definitely do it. Definitely do that. Let's shoot, yeah. yeah. There you go. I, I, just, about, I just about go for any fish. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just uh, – I even have to catch a bait. <laughs> well, you know what? Half of the fun catching catfish is catching bait other than throwing right. out catfish net. <laughs> oh yeah yeah you got that right yeah the cast net for us like up at the lake and stuff i'll have to get shad and, and when we go up there but now i like catching bluegill i do too uh, I, there's not much any more fun to catch than a mess of bluegill and especially if they're that big you know yeah. that they're great bait they're good to eat there's plenty of them and if they're on you can catch all of them you want to catch that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll rub it in when I go down there and fish with John Jeffco down at Santee for them big shell crackers. Oh, yeah. I wish I was in on that, too. Man. Doc Lang has arrived on the scene. Welcome, Doc. Right. We've been talking about you a little tonight. Skip said that he lives up there by you and always wanted to get with you, and you guys fish some of them reservoirs and never made it happen. So if you make it back up visiting one of these days, maybe you get a hold of him. That or he's just gonna have to come down here and fish with you in Alabama. Have to go to Alabama. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That, that yeah, was one of my. That was one of my. I tell you, one of my places on my list was uh, down there at uh, Wheeler. I was. I, I've always want. I always thought that would be a blast to go to Wheeler. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's a blast. It's a hoot. And it about killed me to have to turn that trip down with Roger. Oh, but, I'll uh, bet, yeah. I'll bet. But it's, it's, our, uh, it's our church memorial meeting, and I can't miss that. Well, I promise you one thing. If you ever get to go with Doc, it'll be as fun, as fun a trip as you'll ever have been with oh, anybody. Man. He's a blast to fish with. I, I met him at the Columbus Expo, and I uh, met him at the Catfish Conference, or got to see him again at the Catfish Conference, and and he's just a great guy. You know? He is. He's super guy. Full of knowledge. Tell you anything you want to know. Yeah. Now, out of all the people and stuff that you listen to and the videos and stuff that you watch, what technique do you think that actually changed your way of fishing, that actually benefited you most for your style of fishing? Hmm. Man, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. I figured that it'd make you think a little bit because different waters, different techniques work yeah. better than the others. Yeah. Uh, different setups work better than the others. Uh, I've, I've learned so much this year. Uh, man. Well, I, I'll give you a little hint kind of why, what I'm kind of drifting towards. 
forever catfishing started out, everybody used basically the Carolina rig. Even though they oh, didn't yeah. know that's what it was called, it was the Carolina rig. And now we'll go to basically the Carolina rig, but with a little flow, which makes it the Santee. But for the regular Carolina rig, if I see muddy catfish in the wintertime, I'm taking floats off. Gotcha. If I'm seeing less mud, I'm going to, to that. But like that rig you showed a little while ago, is there specific times or reasons why you throw that rig over the others or? Um, I basically just, you know, wanted to see if, if they were up in that water column, you know, right. foot or two. Um, that's basically why I kind of come up with that rig. But, but yeah, the Demon Dragon did really change. You know, I was pretty skeptical of that, of the Demon Dragon at first. And I was just using a float. But man, you know, sometimes the ratio just, you know, you can have both out and that demon dragon is just getting hammered. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you know, that would definitely be a, be something that I'd say I changed up because next thing you know, I was buying demon dragons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? they ain't cheap. <laughs> they ain't cheap. <laughs> right. So, I mean, is there one? Are they a specific person that actually helped change your style of fishing from when you started to where you at today on some of the techniques and the styles and the rigs and things like that? Yeah, that would be Roger. Um, you know, and, and these shows. You know, we we see it on the show and then we go out and try it. You know, um, it. You know, and then it. You know, then you see for yourself firsthand that, hey, these guys know what they're talking about, you know. And, um, but, um, you know, Roger had a lot of things that I didn't have yet. It's just like the first time I went out with him, uh, is all I had. I had some, uh, I had a couple rip and lip rods and uh, I picked up a used uh, tangle of catfish and, I think it was a bottom dwellers or something like that. I didn't like it at all, but not to knock on them. It just didn't fit me. It was an eight footer and I didn't like it. He said, Hey man, I've got, you know, I've got all kinds of, or I've got different kinds of rods and reels. You know, you're welcome to, to go out and just try them, you know, go out with me and try them. And that was awesome. You know, and, and to be honest, he had those, um, or uh, the catch the fever, and I didn't really like the way they felt at first because of the limperness of it. You know, it was a little bit limper, uh, lighter, I guess, lighter rod. Um, and when I first used that, I didn't. So I ended up going with the tangling with catfish because I had the one, and he had some too. And um, but I uh, the. I believe he had our Abu on one of those too. And I really liked it because before I had like a cat max and, uh, or no, I had, I did have an Abu, but anyway, just getting that hands on with him. And then, you know, I believe I was just using the Carolina rig at that time. I don't even think I had a float, you know, and he kind of turned me on to a couple of those. And then, like I say, watching the shows, whenever I hear or see somebody saying something, you know, go try it. And, and when it produces, you know, next thing you know, it's in your, 
it's in your tackle box. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think that's why I like going to that conference and stuff because you actually can put your hands on them rods. Yes. And you can yeah. feel them and, and see what kind of, you know, some people like a faster tip. Some people like a, a limber tip. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, to tell you the truth, I thought a faster tip was a, a weaker tip, but it's not. It's the opposite. Uh, so I don't like a broom handle. I like that that kind of that parabolic pull in my rods where some people want it to break over more towards the top of the rod. Uh, so, and I think that's what the big cat fever offers is that you got that still, you got a good backbone, but you still got a lot of play at the end that even the smaller fish feel good. Yep. Now, Lyle, your rods has got a pretty fast tip on them, don't they? Uh, some of them do. It just depends on what the people want. Uh, I've got everything from parabolic blend bins to the ones that are not. Uh, right. To where the first third of the of the blank is the part that bends, and the rest of it, if you get it to bend, you got something on there that you've been looking for. Yeah, there you go. It just so you bet. the person is, is wanting, but some of them are really fast tips, and some of them are. I don't really have any slow action stuff, but I've got some some medium and some heavy action stuff, uh, and. Right. They're actually uh, fairly slow, but those uh, the medium fast is by far the most popular. Yeah, because you're not going out and catching 80s and 90s every day. No, we wish we could. The only, person yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only reason why Dieter don't catch them every day is just gets tired of dragging them over the side of the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You quit me. Between Daggum Dieter's and Roger's head tonight, them some big old heads out here. <laughs> yeah. I said that. Uh, when Roger showed last time, I said, come on, guys. I ain't going to be able to get him in the boat. I know. <laughs> <still> <laughs> yeah, well, he better absorb it because there'll be going to be tomorrow night when Roger goes live, there's going to be a bunch of them like me that's going to be sitting here with the computer on, listening to Roger and glancing over there bet between the presidential debate and Roger, presidential debate and Roger. So when Roger says something really cool, we're all going to be glued in because we're going to be hearing him. But if Trump jumps on old Biden, we're going to be turning. It's going it's to be, a, you know what I mean? It's going to be fun. It's going to be a no show. It's going to be like Tammy Wynette. He'll be no show Wynette. <laughs> we'll see how it works. Uh, we get political on here, but, uh, I was honored, uh, blown away actually that Lyle even asked me. Oh, we were so happy to have you on here. And, and, um, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about you doing YouTube stuff. Um, that's, that's a tough situation to, to determine if you want to do that or not, isn't it? It is. Uh, I've battled it for probably, Post a year and and I tell you when you guys had Mark on there, uh, I can't never say his last name. I understand me either. I don't Catfish. know how to pronounce it, but Catfish Crappie. Yeah. And all three of you were talking about how much you guys get enjoyment out of watching, you know, guys like us or other guys. Uh, especially like if you're not able to get out and right. fish when you want to and, right. and things like that. And it kind of really inspired me to to try to make it more uh, make more of a go of it. Um, 
but I am I am a godly man, and I gotta I gotta I gotta work it out with him first, and uh, and make sure it's the right thing to do, and and um, um, you know, because sometimes I get I get in a little trouble with the catfish or hunting. Uh, you know, I always try to put God first, and sometimes I get in trouble. I get I get too caught up in things, and uh, and I, I get in trouble for, with the Lord there to uh, make sure I don't get too carried away with it. You know what I mean? So I got to make sure it's the right thing, and I got to make sure that it, you know I I can put the time in the editing and things like that. Uh, I would love to do some reviews, especially of these different rods I have, my boat. You know, when I went to get my boat, I couldn't hardly find nothing on it. And, you know, I would love to do like a complete walkthrough through that thing and, and the changes I've made to it, um, different things like that, you know. And I might just start with something like that. And then I, I've been saving all my footage so that I do get, you know, I blew it up there at Hoover last time when I caught that 37-pounder. Uh, I thought I had it all on film. And didn't have none of it. <laughs> and never done that. I promise you, that won't be the only time that that ever. Happened. I know. I know. It was, I and it's okay. You know, it's um. There's some good stuff that gets passed over. We've got tons and tons of good stuff. We got a whole day with Jeff Dodd, and um, the audio's so bad it's really not usable. But it's a day that Cindy and I will never forget. It was our anniversary. We spent the day with Jeff and. Uh, on the boat, and then we all went out with his wife and had uh, had dinner that night. And um, if I never do anything except go back every once in a while and watch it myself, knowing how bad the audio is, because if you don't have good audio, you don't have good video. Yeah. It's that simple. But yeah. that was an awesome day. You know, it was one of the the great days that we've ever had, uh, other than some of the days that that we spent with Doc, which was just you know. I'll never forget them, you know, and stuff like that. But Cindy and I have had days like that when you learn just her and I. So yep. you, know, you don't get them all. You just get what you can, make the best out of it. And the more of it you do, the better off you get. And and Dieter's back. He had to go beat his wife and kids. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but, you know, when you're thinking about that, Skip, is that that's also an awesome opportunity to maybe – because people live vicariously through some of your videos. And if you touch that one person, then you've done your job. So, you know, there's a lot of veterans that's watching right now. They're not in chat, but they're not able to fish no more. Or they've never been able to fish. Or they remember going with grandpa or, or daddy or mom or whatever back in the day that they no longer get out but they live vicariously through our videos. Well, I'm going to say y'all's videos because I ain't made one in so freaking long. But it's, uh, so when you're putting that in your prayers, asking if you knew need to do it, I'm pretty sure that he would allow a good godly man to produce something that might touch somebody that needs it. Yeah. And you never know. So, you know, I got a feeling that you'll keep them good and clean. And, uh, People watch. My grandkids watch all the time. So, you know, that's the future of our sport. We want to share it. Yeah. I think you'd be a good person to do that. So I ain't trying to twist your ankle or nothing to get you to start doing it. 
but I think you would be you would make a good addition to the YouTube catfishing world. I'll just say that. I agree. Thank I you. I'll keep that in mind. Skip, thank you so much for being a part of Catfish Weekly tonight. It means the world to James and I that you would spend your Monday evening with us on our show. And I know that there's lots and lots of people that enjoyed watching and getting to benefit from all the things we had to tell them from your equipment and the stuff that you use to how you go about catching those fish. And, and we appreciate it ever so much. Yes, sir. Appreciate you all having me. Yeah, you know, let's not wait so long next time to get you back on here. All right. All right. I'd love to meet you in person, too. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. looking forward to that. We'll get out there one of these days. We're going to make our rounds. Thank you, Crazy. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Hope everybody did. We tried not to get on Dieter too bad tonight, although we did get on him a little bit. But, James, if there was ever anybody that I would like to get on once in a while, it's old Dieter. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. I know that he understands that. I really. Oh, yeah. Hey, know. Dieter knows how to give as good as he gets. Oh, yeah. He does. So, so with that being said, everybody, make sure you hit the thumbs up. Share this out. Check out Skip because I know he's going to be bringing out something sooner or later. Uh, everybody, God bless you. And God bless America, Lyle. Yeah, absolutely. If it wasn't for our country and, and the – the rights that we have given to us by living in such a wonderful country, would none of us be able to go out and fish and do the things that we enjoy doing? Even if it's not fishing, it could be racing cars or whatever it is that you like to do. It's all because of the people that, that allow us and make it possible for us to do it. Be sure to check out the, uh, the trip we got planned going to Mendota and Cherokee late next year and jump on over and check out the, uh, uh, the stuff that they left you, the Golden Whisker Award links, be sure to check that out and fill those out because this is going to be something that's going to happen every year. I think it's a great idea, and yep. uh, it's working real hard. We'll try to get Kevin on the show next week and, uh, for a few minutes and, and go over some of this stuff forward or, or whenever it's convenient for him because uh, all this stuff has to be put in by the end of uh, October. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next Monday night on Catfish Weekly. See you. Take care, Skip.